Welcome to Marketing Tales with Chris Raposo, a podcast created to spotlight and highlight marketers, tell their stories, and share their knowledge with those interested in all things marketing. If you're interested in more than just the cut and dry strategies and tactics and want to learn more about the human side of his guests and how they got to where they are today, then this show is for you. So how do you measure success of a direct mailing campaign? What metrics do you consider? Yeah, so there's there's a lot of different things you can do to, to really measure that. Um, and a lot of it comes down to the design of your card, right? Um, you know, if you have a, if you're paying for some type of service that you can do call tracking with, um, you know, put that phone number there and, and track those calls from that postcard. Um, you can do QR, you know, code scans and stuff. You, you can track those. Um, so those, those are two major ones there. Um, and then, you know, whenever people call and, and, you know, a brand new customer calls in or emails in, just ask them the question, you know, how, how'd you hear about us? You'll be, you know, that, that's a, that's a good way to tell if you, if it was your postcard or if you got a, you know, radio ad going out there or whatever, you know, it, it's a good way for you to know that your marketing dollars are actually going towards something and, and that it's actually working. So, but the, the, the reality is though, you know, and I have to be open and honest about it. Right. But not, not every postcard you send out is going to have a great return on it. Um, you know, it's, it's part of that repetition of, you know, being consistent, just, just like, you know, people talk about with social media, with the algorithms and everything. I mean, you, you gotta be consistent with it. If you send out one postcard and expect it to just change your, your business, it, it's not going to work. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Tales Show with Chris Raposa. Today, my guest joins me all the way from the Lone Star State. Dylan Jones, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Hey, Dylan, I did a little bit of research on you on LinkedIn. Uh, I've been following you for a while because I met you at the AMA Symposium last November, and I was impressed mm -hmm. with you just as a straight-up cool guy and also as a professional, um, seeing you on LinkedIn and your activities there. So I have a lot of respect for you. So thanks for being on the show. So you have a business degree with an emphasis on marketing from Lubbock Christian University, and you currently work at PPS, a direct mailing and printing service company. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey your educational journey, your professional journey, and how you ended up at PPS. Yeah. So uh, right out of high school, I actually didn't go straight into college. I, I really didn't know what I wanted to do necessarily. So, uh, you know, my uh, my parents gave me two options. It was either go to college or go work with my stepdad at an electric company. So I, I chose the electric company and it was brutal work for several years and, you know, wear and tear on your body for a while and really made me rethink the the college aspect. So chose college after all. <laughs> um, but um, anyways, I chose a, chose to kind of do just a general business degree. Um, didn't know necessarily what I wanted to go into. But as I started taking some different classes, that's where I kind of realized, you know, the marketing side of things was where I was really kind of drawn to. Um, I, I really li liked a lot of the, the different classes I took over that. So that's kind of where I chose that emphasis. Um, I, I had a little bit of an emphasis on graphic design as well. Um, that's just something I've always kind of done as a side hobby, um, you know, drawing and, and doing different things on online and everything. So, um, but yeah, so I, I work at PPS now. Um, so we are a design print and mail um, company. So we're, we're a full service, you know, one-stop shop. Um, you know, so we take it from, you know, concept creation, you know, if, if you need help designing your piece or anything like that, we'll help you along the way. We'll come up with your marketing plan for you. 
um, and kind of help implement it. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll kind of go into a little bit more um, later as well, but we do have a kind of a digital side to our business as well. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll kind of get into that later though. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I worked in a uh, blue collar as well. I was a concrete finisher for a couple of years. Yeah. Same stories, super brutal work. I knew I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. And then mm -hmm. I just turned it around, you know, and went uh, a little bit more white collar. Um, yep. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about direct mail a little bit on this episode, because that's something you specialize in and your work with PPS. Um, yeah. A lot of people may say direct mail is dead uh -huh. it's either because they may not apply their business or they don't know how to do it and they don't, don't want to admit it. So how do you compare the effectiveness of direct mail to other forms of marketing like digital or broadcast? Well, you know, there's there's a lot of stats out there that you can kind of pull up and everything. You know, um, the, the stat that I usually tell people is 56 percent of consumers, um, you know, have openly said that they've tried a new business because they received a direct mail piece in the mail. Um, and then 70 percent of consumers said that they renewed business um, with a with a business after they've received direct mail. Um, but, but the whole thing with, you know, comparing it to the digital age and everything, right. You know, the, the direct mail is dead, um, saying and everything you're probably right. Um, a lot of people probably just don't know how to do it, or they think it's going to cost too much. Um, or they just think, you know, well, social media is free. So why, why do I want to pay for, you know, marketing in general? Why, why not just, you know, post on my Facebook page or anything like that. So, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to kind of, I always tell people, you know, to think about like their favorite, you know, brand that they shop with or something, you know, like for girls, it's usually Ulta, right? Um, you know, and and I ask them, okay, well, have you ever got anything in the mail from them? And, and of course they have. And so, you know, it, if those big, you know, corporations and, you know, businesses are, are doing it, then it's probably not a waste of time, not a waste of money. So there's, there's definitely something working there. Yeah, absolutely. And especially have like a, a nice creative or nice pictures on it that, that entice yeah. that person that it speaks to their psychographic. For me, for example, I, uh, every once in a while, I get myself a vineyard wine shirt. And mm -hmm. when I get their direct mail or their catalog, it looks, it, 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 it screams summer, right? It screams yep. like clean and nice and comfortable. So it, it speaks to me. That's one piece I don't throw away right away. So if you do yeah. it right, you know, It'll work in your favor. Just got to know your audience and what they enjoy. Exactly. Yeah, man. So uh, in an era where digital marketing seems to be the go-to go strategy, like you just mentioned, we just mentioned, why should businesses still consider using direct mail? Well, you know, um, it, it's, this kind of is the same for every business, right? But it, I mean, um, you know, what my boss tells me as, as a sales rep and everything, it, it takes, you know, you're going to be told no several times. It, and it usually takes, you know, about eight to 12 touches is what we kind of say um, for you to actually land that that yes from that customer, you know? So that means you're going to have to call on that that person, you know, if, you, if you're just doing you know, Facebook as, as your primary marketing, you know, you're going to have to post, you know, eight to 12 times and hope that they see that eight, you know, eight to 12 posts and everything. And it's, it's not always going to be the case. Um, so that's where we, we, we like to take the, the omni channel approach of marketing, you know, is what we tell people. Um, a lot of our customers, um, don't, don't give up on your social media. And, and if you're doing radio or if you're doing, you know, commercials, whatever you're doing for your marketing, keep doing those, just add direct mail as a part of that. Um, because, you know, the more touches you have, the, the better um, for sure. Now, you, you kind of mentioned, you know, the you, how you like the, the summer feel and everything. I mean, that, that's a that's a big key piece for any 
any part of um, your direct mail. And that's, that's kind of where, you know, we have our graphic designers on staff, you know, they're very good at what they do. Um, you know, they, they definitely know, you know, what, what feels welcoming versus, you know, kind of, you know, disregarding and everything. So um, that, that's a huge part of, of direct mail for sure is you don't want to just say, yeah, you know, I, $125 an hour sounds like a lot, you know, to, to pay someone to design this, I could just do it myself, you know, on Canva or something. Um, and, and some people have that eye, but you know, there, there is benefits of using that professional graphic design work. Absolutely. And those graphic designers, they have the experience. They did a lot of testing, you know, so they know yeah. what works, they know what doesn't work. And that A-B testing or whatever you want to call it, if you do that on your own on Canva, you may yeah. waste a lot of time and money and time is money for those people that actually put it in. Exactly. If I'm the one creating it. It doesn't do anything. You know, that's a waste of my time. It's a waste of my money. So yep. maybe the $125 is well spent there. Right. So, uh, but PPS, how many clients do you guys have? Um, we have, so I'm, I'm in the Lubbock location. Um, so we have two, um, two locations. We have the one here and then we have one in Amarillo, Texas, um, as well. Um, and then we also have a sister company, which is kind of more the commercial side printing of our business. Um, but all together, uh, I wish I kind of knew the number exactly. I mean, definitely well over, you know, probably 2000 clients. Um, and that's, you know, that's, not all of them are doing, you know, 10, 12 pieces a year or anything, right? Some of them yeah. are nonprofits that are going to be just doing their, you know, end of the year mailing or something. Um, but uh, we have some clients all over, you know, I met you at the AMA. So, you know, the, the higher education is uh, uh, definitely a, a big part of um, what we do. Um, you know, we're here in Lubbock. So that's where Texas Tech University is. Um, Lubbock Christian as well. So we, we do stuff for both of them um, in the Panhandle area, you know, West Texas A&M and all that. So um, there, there's, there's, we have clients kind of all over, all over the States. So yeah. that's the, the nice part about printing and mailing is, you know, it doesn't matter where it's coming from as long as it gets to the destination. So hundred percent, hundred percent. So with all those clients, can you share a specific example of a successful direct mailing campaign that you've executed and what made it effective maybe if you have a higher ed example that would be great yeah yeah so um i'll, I'll have two examples um, that i'll kind of go for um the, the first one is going to be just a nonprofit that we worked with recently um and i i, I want to share her story just because um you know, she was very open about basically just saying, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. We're struggling. You know, we need help kind of thing. And so um, she was very scared going into it. Um, she kept talking about how small her budget was, you know, um, you know, I, I don't have very much money to spend a month, you know, on, on doing these, but I know I need to. Um, so uh, her name's Sharon. So she's the um, executive director at Christian Job Corps um, in Abilene, Texas. Um, and so, you know, she basically being at a small nonprofit, right? You're, you're, you're wearing many hats, you're, you're being stretched thin. Um, so the marketing side of things is where she was kind of, you know, not, not fulfilling, you know, her role in, in that part and everything. So we sat down with her, kind of came up with a whole plan. Um, you know, she told us her budget. And so we were like, okay, well, this is what you can do for that, that dollar amount. Right. Um, and it was, you know, doing different things like yard signs, um, 
um, some postcards and some bookmarks to hand out to different people. Um, so we kind of put all that together. Um, I went actually and kind of delivered those and kind of helped her set up some of those yard signs and everything as well. Just, you know, kind of, I know, um, the Abilene area pretty well. So I was kind of telling her, you know, Hey, maybe this area would be a good one to target this. Um, cause they were doing a big, um, Abilene gives uh, event. So it was all the nonprofits, right. Trying to, trying to get donations. And so, um, but after our, you know, you know, run on this whole campaign and everything, she actually tripled her monthly budget with us, um, because of how much money she brought in from that. Um, and so she was able to put funds, you know, where they needed to go first, but then on top of that, you know, now she's, you know, sending out way more postcards than she probably ever, ever would have thought she could. So, um, and then going back to, you know, like you said, the, the higher ed um, example, uh, again, Texas Tech, um, they're, they're by far our biggest client, especially being here in Lubbock. Um, we do a ton of stuff for the admissions department. Um, and so, you know, any admissions, um, you know, I, you went to Florida, as I can see, you know, behind you and stuff. I'm sure whenever you were in high school or, or whenever, you know, whenever you're thinking about going there, I'm sure you got tons of mail from them. Um, and so that's that's kind of the the joy of the higher ed is, you know, you're, you're getting to be a part of um, all these, you know, young kids journey into choosing where they want to go and everything. Um, but I, I'll just read you. Um, so her name is Jamie Hainsward. Mm -hmm. She's the uh, executive director at Texas Tech University. Um, this is a, a review that she kind of gave us. But she said for years, PPS has been a trusted partner for handling our mailing um, to uh, prospective students, um, their accuracy and dependability has contributed to our success and helped us enroll the largest freshman class in Texas Tech history. So, you know, there, there's that part of, you know, we were able to be part of that journey in, you know, helping tech grow as big as they are and, and continuing to grow. You know, I think that was actually written two years ago. Um, and I met with Jamie a couple of days ago and she said, yeah, it, our numbers have like doubled since then. You know, so the we're, we're in the middle of freshman orientations and stuff right now. So, I mean, our printers are going nonstop on stuff right now. So it's, it's awesome. a lot of fun to deal with that. Yeah, that's the power of knowing your audience, you know, and yeah. finding the right people. For Like you said, I received a lot of mail from uh, from the University of Florida, but I lived in Tampa. It's two hours away from Gainesville. Yeah. But they had a newly minted University of Florida online program. And I always wanted to go to Florida, but I never thought about leaving Tampa to go to Gainesville to study full time. Had mm -hmm. two kids, had a full time job. But when they sent me a direct mail piece, it was a it was a magnet that said the Gator Nation is everywhere. So I popped it on my fridge <laughs> and I have it still to this day, five years. Oh, yeah. You know, and that prompted me to look into UF online, which I ultimately enrolled in and graduated from. So that little piece of mail that did work. Yeah. And, and I also like the example you gave from the person from the nonprofit. What's her mm -hmm. name? Uh, Sharon. So. Sharon, you know, that humility that she showed to yeah. open herself up, to show her fears and her, her worries about um, what she knew she needed to do. But mm -hmm. the budget she had, that prompted you guys to give her a personalized experience to tailor your 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 work to her budget. And then you went out there mm -hmm. and helped her with um, putting those yard signs up. You know, that's yeah. happened if somebody comes rolling in, acting like they know everything. You know, then you're like, OK, you, you know your stuff, so I don't need to help you. But if you have somebody that comes in and tells you 
transparently that they don't know what they're doing and mm-hmm. they have a hard time figuring out how to promote their business, but they need help. You're more willing to help them, right? Oh yeah, yeah. No, we 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 love working with you know, especially the nonprofit era, era you know, just because there there's there's so many of them, um, and you know, so they're they're competing against tons of other nonprofits, especially whenever you have a, a an event like they were going up against, you know. And and she told me going into it, you know, that they're. Uh, their experience with that Abilene Gives program, you know, that, you know, they would send out a postcard or something, you know, that she would kind of, you know, make herself on Canva and everything. And she just never really saw any return from it. And so, you know, the fact that we were able to get her such a big return this year, you know, it was, it was super cool to see. So. That's awesome, man. Yeah. How does personalization play a role in direct mail campaigns and what benefits does it offer over generic mailing? Is there more to it than just putting the first name on a mail piece? Yeah, yeah, there, there definitely is. Um, you know, the 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 thing that I, I like to talk about um, with a lot of people that we do stuff with that, you know, that when they come to me and they they say, you know, we're, we're really struggling, um, you know, where we're sending out these postcards, they have a good offer on them, but, you know, no one's actually, you know, taking us up on the offer or something. Um, we, we kind of throw in that that option there of, of making it more personalized, um, you know, doing variable data. Um, and so, you know, people don't realize that you can, you know, whenever we're printing a large run of postcards, right, we can put that variable data on there. And, you know, instead of, you know, it just having, you know, their first and last name on the address, you know, line and everything real small, put it on the front of your card, you know, say, hey, you know, you know, hey, Chris, you know, put it put it big up there, where that it'll actually catch their attention and be like, hey, this business knows who I am, you know, it, it kind of gives that, um, you know, pe- people always say, you know, we like to do business with people, not not businesses. Right. Uh, and that's that's kind of gives that feeling, you know, like, the, hey, they actually know my name. They took time to to do that. And the reality is, is, you know, as people that don't work in the print industry or the mail industry, they probably think that that card costs a whole lot more, <laughs> right? To putting their name on it like that than, a, than just a generic postcard. When in reality, I mean, variable data, yeah, there is a little bit of extra fees in there, but it's, it's I mean, we're talking pennies and dimes, you know, it's, it's not, it's not extra dollars that you're spending on your campaign. So yeah, hundred percent. You know what the first what what's the biggest turnoff for me is when I get a piece of direct mail. It's when somebody puts to Chris Raposo slash or current resident. That tells yeah. me right away, man. Like they don't care about me. So that that ends up in the trash. Yeah, that's, that's just the junk mail, right? That, that's the feeling of that and everything. So you know, there's there's a lot of things that um, printers or or I guess you know mailing companies. Um, can actually do to, to really make your piece look a little bit more personalized and stuff, you know, then we, uh, we, we're pretty lucky where we're located. So, you know, we're, we're located downtown Lubbock, um, right across from the post office. So, you know, we, we can push our deadline of, you know, delivering the mail over there to, to hit our deadline and everything pretty close. Cause it's literally a two second drive right there. Yeah. Um, but the, the benefit is, is that, you know, we can go over there and ask them questions all the time and say, Hey, you know, these people really don't like the barcode being, you know, right here. It looks, you know, looks like it's going to be junk mail or something, you know, where can we put that and, you know, and try to hide it kind of thing. And there's, there's ways to do that. A lot of people just don't know that there's ways to do that or they don't care about it. So, yeah. Yeah. So how do you measure success of a direct mailing campaign? What metrics do you consider? 
Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of different things you can do to, to really measure that. Um, and a lot of it comes down to the design of your card, right? Um, you know, if you have a, if you're paying for some type of service that you can do call tracking with, um, you know, put that phone number there and, and track those calls from that postcard. Um, you can do QR, you know, code scans and stuff. You know, you can track those. Um, so those, those are two major ones there. Um, and then, you know, whenever people call and, and, you know, a brand new customer calls in or emails in, just ask them the question, you know, how, how'd you hear about us? And you, you'll be, you know, that, that's a, that's a good way to tell if you, if it was your postcard or if you got a, you know, radio ad going out there or whatever, you know, you, it, it's a good way for you to know that your marketing dollars are actually going towards something and, and that it's actually working. So, but the, the, the reality is though, you know, and I have to be open and honest about it. Right. But not, not every postcard you send out is going to have a great return on it. Um, you know, it's, it's part of that repetition of, you know, being consistent, just, just like, you know, people talk about with social media, with the algorithms and everything. I mean, you, you gotta be consistent with it. If you send out one postcard and expect it to just change your, your business, it's not going to work, you know? So. Yeah. Consistency is key. And you, 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 you touched on the, the, the different touch points at 12 touch points earlier. So yeah. like you said, you can't just uh, send out one mailing mm-hmm. campaign and expect a, a miracle to happen. You know, it doesn't have, that doesn't work like that. So we talked about a bit of budgeting ROI in terms of cost effectiveness. How does direct mail compare to other marketing channels? And let's just leave out the organic uh, stuff on social. Let's talk about, you know, Google ads, Facebook ads, what have you. Yeah. I mean, you know, it kind of depends, right. Um, You know, what your budget is, um, what you're, what you're willing to pay for, Um, you know, Facebook ads, Google ads, all that, you know, those, those can be pretty, uh, you know, pretty cheap um, when, when you're really thinking about it. Um, But the, the thing that we always, you know, like to tell people is, you know, how, how well are you actually hitting your target audience with those? You know, are you actually hitting the people you want to hit? Um, and that's where I think the the cost effectiveness of direct mail comes in handy. Um, you know, there's there's several options out there for you. If you want to do a targeted mail list, you know, we can we can find that list for you. And um, I always like to give this example because it's a it's a list that I had to to pull for this guy. But um, it was a dog grooming business, and he wanted to target you know people with a certain household income in a certain neighborhood. But he also wanted to know if I could target you know if I knew if they had animals in the house or not. I didn't know if I could pull that list or not, but talking with our list provider and everything, PetSmart actually has that built into their system where it's public knowledge and everything, where if you go in and you buy a, you know, a, a can of dog food or, you know, a can of cat food, they, they know if you have a cat or a dog. And so, you know, they put that information out there. So, you know, there's, there's really specific ways you can target those people. Um, of course, that does come with a cost of, of purchasing that targeted list and everything. But the other cheap option is just doing a, you know, EDDM, which is just an every door direct mail piece. And, you know, so if you know a certain, you know, neighborhood you want to hit, just just hit every single house. Okay. You know, it's, it's cheap that way. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a good example with the with the pet uh, example you just gave. I read a case study once in a, in a marketing book and it was about a chimney sweep who went to from house to house and every time this chimney sweep serviced a, a customer and if they had a cat or a dog he mm-hmm. asked the customer if he could take a picture of that cat and dog and then in his follow-up message his retargeting campaign he put the picture of that pet 
on that mailing piece, you know, and everybody yeah. loves their animals, right? So if they see oh, yeah. it, they're going to keep that, they're going to keep that card and put it on their fridge. So yep. you're always going to be there. So that's uh, one uh, funny way to to do stuff like that, to speak to the psychology of people and uh, not have your mailing piece end up in the trash. Yeah, it's, it's just finding a way to be different, right? I mean, you, there's so many people doing the same thing you know, find, find your unique way. That's, that's a pretty cool way to do it. Take a picture of their animal, you know, as long as they're okay with it. Yep. So, exactly. Yeah. So how does direct mail allow a business to reach different demographics that other forms of marketing might not effectively reach? Yeah. So, I mean, you go, you go to like radio ads or commercials, right? Not everybody's going to be watching that channel or, or listening to that radio station. Um, same with social media, right? Not everybody has social media. You know, my parents are, are very against it. They, they, you know, they're, they're very old school mindset and they, they don't like it. They don't touch it. They, you know, so you're not going to be able to, you know, my, my stepdad's real big into, into racing, right? You know, so if you're, you know, selling, um, you know, race, racing car parts or, or different things of that nature, you know, you're not going to be able to target him on, you know, by putting out a social media ad or a paid ad or, or anything. Um, you know, you're going to have to hit him with direct mail. But how do you know that he actually is into that? You know, you, you got to be able to find that, that information somehow. So awesome, man. So how can direct mail contribute to building and maintaining strong customer relationships? I gave that example of taking a picture of somebody's dog and then retargeting them with that yeah. card. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's exactly like what we said, you know, just, just make it personal, find, find that way that you can be unique and stand out from the crowd. Um, you know, the, the big one that we, we kind of, you know, have to really think about how we, um, you know, help these different roofing companies and stuff design their cards, right? Is when a big hailstorm hits, mm. all of a sudden you got, you know, 10 postcards in the mail from all these different roofing companies because your your house got hit hard, you know? So that, why are they going to choose your postcard over anybody else's? You know, it's it comes down to, you know, the design of the card. Is it inviting? Is it not? You know, and what's your offer? Or, you know, it could be, you know, is it personal? Does it have my name on the front? Does it, you know, you know, have a picture of my dog, you know, um, you know, on, on the card and everything, you know, find that way to be unique. So, yeah. Yeah. And if you can build relationships with your customers, right, that's what wins in the end. It's like, yeah. we, we do it on LinkedIn, you know, when you get a cold email from mm -hmm. a message from somebody trying to pitch you, that's not going to work. But if I have uh, a guy like you that I have built a relationship with over time, I'm more uh, open to your offerings there. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good, that's a good way to definitely do it is on, you know, LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever, you know, um, that's, that's something I really try to work with, with my customers is, you know, as soon as I do a job for somebody, right. I try to make sure, and I, I can find them on LinkedIn and add them or something so that, um, you know, Facebook's a good way for me personally, just because that's kind of more my, um, channel where I do more of my personal stuff. So it gives them that, that feeling again, where they're doing business with a person, not, not just a business. Right. You know, I, I get texts or calls from some of my customers saying, you know, it looks like, you know, you and your family had a lot of fun, you know, at that parade and, you know, for the 4th of July or something, you know, it, it, little, little relationships like that, that you can kind of help build, um, you know, through social media or, or anything like that. So. Yeah. It builds that relatability and that relatability builds that trust, you know? Yep you like me, I want to, I like you. So uh, I want to yeah. go with you and somebody I'm like, Oh, this is not my cup of tea, you know? So, <laughs> so it yeah. works. Um, 
So these direct mail pieces, they go to somebody's house and some people may think, you know, it's, it may be a little bit intrusive. Um, mm-hmm. Businesses use direct mail in a way that provides value to the recipients. Changing that perspective of that intrusion to come into your house. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 back to the roofing thing, right? I mean, you know, I, you know, I'm I'm one to do the same thing, right? If if something, if I get like a a bunch of postcards in the mail from you know some company that I know nothing about, and and like you said, you know, it has you know my name slash or current resident on it, something like that, right? It definitely feels intrusive, and and it's like, man, I don't, they don't even know who I am. They don't even know if I live here. You know, why why do I want to do business with them, right? Um, a lot of that just comes down to, you know, what's, what's your offer on the card? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it make sure that they, they are actually getting some sort of benefit from that mail piece being in their mailbox. Don't, don't just let it be an advertisement for you. Just saying, you know, Hey, we're ABC company that does X, Y, Z, right. Put an offer on there, give a discount or, or something, you know, bring this card in, you know, to, to get half off your first purchase or something, you know, if you're a retail store or something. Um, and then going back to the personalization, you can, you can try to make it more personal. So it feels less intrusive. The, 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 you know, the images you choose to put on the card can help, help with that as well. So, um, lots of ways to, to, you know, push away that stereotype of, you know, it being, you know, intrusive, but the reality is, is there, there are always going to be those people that, that are going to be irritated with your postcard hitting the mailbox. So when you get those people, just take them off your mailing list and, you know, move on. So exactly, exactly. So do they call you or how can you take them off the mailing list? Do they say, Hey, I don't want your stuff anymore. Or how, how can they unsubscribe from that, from that mailer? Yeah, I mean, there's there's different ways that you could definitely do. Um, you know, there, there's nicer ways. You know, and you could definitely call and and leave a pretty bad you know message you know towards that business or something. Um, or but th- that's probably the best way is just to just to call and just say, hey, you know, I got this postcard. I'm not in the market for this right now. Can you please take me off your mailing list? You know, or or something of that nature. You know, the there's there's different ways that you can go about that but you know send it, you know most most of your postcards right are going to have some sort of contact information or at least they should you know send in an email or a phone call you know just say hey you, you know can you please not send those to me anymore so yeah absolutely that's a, yeah. that's a good way to do that i've never thought about that but that just popped into my head as we were speaking yeah so you clearly know your stuff. I, I can tell from from the conversation that we had. Now, what's one important lesson that you have learned over the course of your career that you can share with the audience when it comes to direct mailing? Yeah, I think it's uh, kind of like what we just hit on. You know, taking care of your your clients. Um, you know, treating them like family, um, building that bond with them. Um, that's that's a huge thing that that can help lead to your success, um, no matter what business you are. Um, you know, just, just really treat your clients like they are part of your family, add them on social media, you know, add them on LinkedIn, keep up with them. You know, if they post a picture, comment on it, like it or something, you know, um, just, just show them that, that you're there and that you're there for them. Right. Like, just like what I did with Sharon, you know, working with her budget and everything, but then going the extra mile and, and, you know, driving a couple hours over to, to Abilene to help, you know, put up the, the yard signs and help with that, you know, volunteer work is, is a good one for my industry because we do help so many nonprofits, you know, so, you know, I don't want to show up to a nonprofit and say, Hey, do business with me. And then, you know, I don't ever go and help volunteer at that place, you know, that, that, that clearly needs the help, you know? So, yeah. 
That's that's a good point, man. Thanks for sharing that. So what are two books, podcasts, or maybe YouTube channel you could recommend to anybody if they want to get a little better, learn a little bit more about direct marketing or become a better marketer at large? What is something you would recommend? Yeah. So the number one book that I would recommend you read um, would be Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. Um, and it'll lead into several different things you can follow, right? Um, there's the story brand um, social media accounts you can follow that give um, great advice every day. Um, they do have a podcast um, called Marketing Made Simple, which actually led into a second book that they wrote. And then they also have a Business Made Simple, which is another podcast and also another book that they wrote. Um, you know, and so that, that's that's really the number one that the building the story brand it really hits on a really good way to actually market your business without feeling intrusive, you know, and making the whole, the whole point of it is, is making sure that, you know, your customer is the hero in the story, not you, you know, you're, you're just the guide showing them exactly what, what they need and, and how to do it. Right. But they're actually the hero of the story. Um, and then the second book that it, it's not necessarily that has to do with marketing or anything, but I would, I would recommend um, reading the energy bus, um, by John Gordon. Um, so like I said, it's less of a marketing book, but it's a really good um, book on like teamwork and just positive energy, um, keeping that positive energy in, in your business and at your home and everything. So, yeah, I read that book, actually, The Energy Bus. I really like it. Yeah. So as we close the episode, Dylan, how can people get in touch with you to connect with you personally or learn about your services? Yeah, just, you know, you can go to our website, pps-mail.net. Um, go to the contact page and then, you know, you'll see my face there with my phone number and email. You can text or call me um, anytime. Um, send, send me an email or, um, you know, like I said, follow me on social media, um, you know, Facebook, Instagram. You know, I even have a TikTok out there where, you know, if you want to see some fun little videos of, of me and my daughter and, and my wife, you know, and, and some some really cool pieces that we've done here at work, you know, follow me on those and, and you know, watch the journey. So. Awesome, man. Dylan, I really appreciate you being here today and sharing yeah. all your insights. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot for having me. You got it, man. Take care, my friend.